The best confidence builder is experience. Hello. Uh, welcome to Clone Wars Commentary. I'm Cheyenne, and my roommate's here. She might not be here for long, but she's <laughs> I'm here. I'm about to get mac and cheese seconds. Hey. I'll be here for as long as it takes me to eat though. Yeah. Um, but we were just talking about horoscopes, and I'm inspired. <laughs> so before we get to episode five, we are going to talk about some Star Wars horoscopes. I'm on broadly.vice.com. Um, an article written by Sarah Lyons. This was in 2017. It was like after Last Jedi came out. Their their staff astrologer wanted to help everyone find their Zodiac twin in the Star Wars universe. <clears throat> We're going to go through them all. I'm just going to say, like, what you are, like, who you are, and not read the description, but I'm going to read the descriptions of mine and Sydney's. So, Aries, if you're born March 21st to April 19th, you are Finn. Tauruses, April 20th to May 20th is Rose Tico. Also, they have really cute, like, gifts that go with all of these. Gifts, G-I-F, not G-I-F-T. <laughs> Gemini, May 21st to June 20th, BB-8, a cutie. Cancer, June 21st to July 22nd, Kylo Ren. Leo, hey, that's me. July 23rd to August 22nd, Poe Dameron. So, Leos, here's your Star Wars horoscope. Oh, my God. It's not your fault you're perfect in an imperfect world. <laughs> No. It's everyone else's fault for not recognizing it. You can get a bad rap for being arrogant and self-centered, but the positive traits of Leo are loyalty, humor, and a love for justice. Leos are natural-born leaders, Annabelle says, so that's the staff astrologer. And we think of Taurus as being a stubborn sign, but Leos are secretly very stubborn. Secretly? <laughs> like Poe Dameron, you perfectly embody the good and the bad side of Leo's nature. You would die for your friends, and you always try to do the right thing, but you would also like to be acknowledged and applauded while doing it. No. I mean, like, yes, I appreciate, like, rec recognition. Acknowledgement. Yeah. Right, yeah, acknowledgement, recognition for things, but, like, not for something, like, doing the right thing. Like, I just do it. I don't know. All right, and here's Sydney. Sydney is a Virgo. August 23rd to September 22nd. What? C-3-T-O. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I felt that in my soul as soon as you said it. I love that. That's so cool. I never even expected Poe. These are only Last Jedi characters, by the way. And I guess, like, a few OG. Well, no, there's a few OGs in here. Um, as a protocol droid, it's your job to give a human face and touch to logic and rules. Virgo is an Earth sign and is very sensual, but is ruled by Mercury, which is all about information. Order and logic are your domain, and you have a tendency to get fussy if things aren't done the way you like it. However, while you might seem cold to some, there's a very caring side to you that is always ready to help at a moment's notice. Wow. Whoa. That's very accurate. For those of you that don't know. Stone. Yeah. <laughs> so Sydney's like, the first thing I immediately think of about things that aren't done the way you like it is her towels <laughs> or t-shirts and laundry. Towels. My towels folded. So yeah. her towels, like when we do towel laundry, because we kind of just combine our towel laundry, we have to make sure that all the towels are picked up throughout the house before we do any towel laundry. Yes. And then when her laundry's done, like, if she's not home, one day I, like, put it on her laundry basket and was like, I gotta do mine. And she was like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, listen. I gotta pull gonna the t-shirts out. put it back in the dryer, man. <laughs> 
So the t-shirts have to be, like, pulled out and, like, laid out so that they're not wrinkly, which makes total sense. It was just very funny because I didn't know that about her. Um, and also, yeah, she would, like, drop everything and go help anybody anytime, anywhere. So moving on, Libra. September 23rd to October 22nd, you are Lando Calrissian. Hey. Scorpios, October 23rd to November 21st is Ray. Sagittarius, November 22nd to December 21st is Han Solo. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Capricorn, December 22nd to January 19th. General Hux. I mean, reevaluate some things. But, you know, good character. Aquarius, January 20th to February 18th, Yoda. Wow, everybody probably wants to be an Aquarius now. Pisces, February 19th to March 20th is Luke and Leia, Space Twins. Nice. All right. There's your Star Wars horoscope. If you want to look it up, again, broadly.vice.com. You can probably just search Star Wars horoscope like I did in the Google search bar, and it'll pop up for you. We are going to watch Season 1, Episode 5 of Clone Wars. This one is entitled Rookies, so assuming that we're talking about new clones. Let's find out what our quote is. The best confidence builder is experience. Not wrong, yeah. That's good. I'd have to agree. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of, like, I say insight a lot. I don't have any, like, opinions on this quote because it's pretty straightforward to the point. The best confidence builder is experience. I would say so. Um, I do. everything. Yeah. Like, I've worked with horses my entire life, but now I work with Disney's horses and. But professionally. Yeah. It's, like, now my job instead of my hobby. And it's, like, the more I do it the easier it is. Like, I've never... I had only ever harnessed a pony once in my entire life, and now I can harness ponies to Cinderella's carriage in, like, ten minutes. Longer than that, but you know what I mean. All right, let's see what this episode's got. Clone Forces Rally. As the war escalates in the Outer Rim, the Jedi Knights are spread thinly across the galaxy. Many new clones are rushed into service to support their Jedi generals. Unfortunately, because of the relentless demands of battle, many young clones... Oh, I think I remember this episode. ...their intensive training has been completed. These clones, manning a vital network of traffic stations, are all that stand between the Republic and invasion. We got arm wrestling clones. What? Sorry, the water was locked. Oh, you're fine. Should we be watching your scope, Yeah, let's take a look. All right, we got heavy. What do you know? All clear. Just like the last hundred times I looked at it. Personally, I like that it's so quiet up here. <clears throat> Catch up on the red manuals. Echo, what is wrong with you? Heavy and Echo. Ah, leave him alone. They kept him in his girl's charge too long. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, may not realize it, but you landed on the most boring post in the outer rim. 
and one of the most important. Attention, Sergeant on deck! At ease. Even though you're all new here. I wonder why the sergeant doesn't look any different. Maybe it's how it does. The droids get past this station. They can surprise attack the facilities where we were born on our home world of Kamino. There's some officers on the way, so I want everything squared away for inspection. Understood? Sir, yes, sir! I'm sure we'll probably meet them in a second, but we're gonna see who's a part of that team. Still here, Anakin. When is the last time you slept? <clears throat> I'll sleep after we find General Grievous. Clone intelligence spotted him in the Balmora system. That was weeks ago. Since then, he vanished. Well, unlike you, maybe he's getting some money. Alright, we got heavy echo fives, droid bait, and cut up. Excuse me, General. All stationed on the Rishi Moon. General Kenobi, General Skywalker. Cody, how goes the inspections? The tracking station in Castile is fully operational. Captain Rex and I proceed to the outpost in the Rishi system. Good. Report back once you've arrived. Cody out. Ooh. Good man, that Cody. Don't worry, if General Grievous comes anywhere near this quadrant, we'll know about it. Sir, incoming meteor shower. Raise the shield. Meteor shower. Oh. Meteors? Or gunfire? I missed it. Oh! Claws. <laughs> Ah. Oh, these are new droids. Are these the the B twos or something? Let's see. Sorry. I'm fine. Sydney's apologizing because she's doing laundry. Droid commandos. That's what they are. I don't see him down there, Sarge. You two, go find him. <clears throat> they disabled the beacon. Come on. Also, that was serious overkill. You can just call them buckets. Isn't that what they're called? Captain, they don't matter. Hardwire the all-clear signal and contact General Grievous. 
Camino is Asajj, Asajj Ventress, and she just called Grievous my lord. Is she doing that because her, I'm under the assumption she's probably doing that because like her and Dooku have been like, okay, Grievous needs to feel like he's in power because if we ever tear him down or if something ever happens, he doesn't need to suspect that. That's my personal assumption because I feel like Sith are always trying to think two steps ahead of everybody. And Grievous is, like, just not to that level. He's just very angry <laughs> and wants to kill all the Jedi. Which I realize in hindsight I just described Darth Maul. Grievous is nowhere near as badass as Darth Maul. And for those of you that disagree, don't at me. I understand that everybody has their favorite characters. Darth Maul is mine. <laughs> None of them have guns on them right now. They all just like jumped out of the vent and don't seem to have any weapons. Unless it's attached to them somewhere that I can't see. <laughs> oh, new creature. Giant eels. sure I've mentioned this before in one of my other episodes, but I bought a book the other day at the Launch Bay at Hollywood Studios at Disney World called The Wildlife of Star Wars. I'm sure you could get it literally at any bookstore ever, um, or wherever you get your Star Wars books. I'm going to look in here for those space eels. situation too so like they definitely nailed it on the head with getting these two clone commanders as their like buddy droid or buddy clone I wonder if those creatures are even going to be in here because it's not like a major planet 
Oh my god, I interrupt this episode for a PSA. Ponies are not eaten by the condor dragon, which finds them unpalatable. And there's an Ewok on a pony. Oh my god. Ewok pony. The origins of the Ewok pony are mysterious. The species Equus is found on several planets, including a large black breed ridden by the Dathomir... Dathomir? Witches. Ewok ponies run wild in the open woodlands and plains of Endor, but are also kept as transport animals by Ewoks. Brave, tough, and swift, these ponies do not exceed one meter at the shoulder. Larger equines are kept by the marauders. Oh my god! I love this more than anything ever. Larger condor dragons have been known to snatch Ewoks off pony backs. However, a mounted Ewok has a better chance of escape, as most will perceive pony and rider as one beast and too heavy to lift. God, this is so cute and also kind of disturbing, but cute. The page is on condor dragons, and Ewoks and their ponies happen to be a part of it. Wow, I'm so sorry I interrupted this, interrupted that episode. I feel like you guys as fellow Star Wars nerds are not going to mind about learning more random Star Wars things. But I had to say something, because that was too good to pass up. Alright, so they've blown up their ship, so now they can't escape. So we've got, what did I say they were? Droid commandos? So they're basically like, like the battle, the B-1 battle droid slash C-3PO battle droid-esque. They have like a circular face. Well, that sure complicates things, Commander. <laughs> if it wasn't that time with Tibrin, we had Jedi with us on Tibrin. They helped. Hands above your heads. Take your sun bottoms off. Uh, sir? Take them off. Now! with standard procedures and protocol. <laughs> we need to work on our own boring procedures and figure out a strategy to find Grievous. Right. Uh, and yeah. well, let me know if you hear from Rex. Look sharp, rookies. As long as those tweezers occupy this post, our home planet of Kamina's at risk. But there's so many of them. Doesn't matter, we have to retake this space, so we will retake this space. Determination at its value. Because we get through those blast doors, Rex. Oh boy. 
boy. I have a few ideas. I already forgot what the quote was at the beginning of this one. But I'm pretty sure it's accurate. You sound strange. Is something wrong with your vocabulator? Roger, Roger. Take off your helmet. Let me see your faceplate. Roger, Roger. Faceplate. Wouldn't they notice that his eyes aren't glowing? I mean, if anything, that speaks a lot to their, like, willingness to dive right in and him trying to take lead. Like, he probably meant it in no disrespect. It was just a matter of, like, him wanting to take lead. Take charge. Also, Echo, why'd you get so excited? <laughs> Calm down. Like, I mean, be excited that you got one, but also, like, don't be cocky. Get to the window. Looks like we have more business. Alright. Sorry, friends. Looks like space eels are not in this book. I'm a little sad. That's why they commandeered the outpost. They're mounting a full-scale invasion. We have to warn the men. Our public base is still transmitting beyond clear signal, but for some reason our commando droids are not responding. We can leave nothing to chance. That base cannot be allowed to alert the Jedi that we're coming. Send down reinforcements to investigate. Those clankers sabotaged our transmitter, and they hardwired the all-clear signal. It'll take time to repair. Don't have time. Look! The next thing I definitely need to get is a book on all the spaceships. Oh, my computer's gonna die. I'll be right back. We can't protect the outpost long against that army of clankers. Then we'll destroy the outpost instead. But, sir, our mission is to defend this facility. At all costs, we have to warn the Republic about the invasion. They'll take notice when the old signal stops. That's right. They stop receiving our beacon. They'll get the message something's wrong. Bring every thermal detonator in the inventory. It'll take more than a few detonators to destroy this outpost. We can use the LT. This moon freezes for over half the year. We use liquid tabana as fuel to heat the base. Liquid tabana. Highly explosive. Good. Bring the tanks here. Prime the detonators. Alright, listen up. There's only one target of interest in this sector. Kamina. Closest thing we clones have to our home. Today we fight for more than the Republic. Today we fight for all our brothers back home. Understood? So, yes, sir. <clears throat> I think we can even 
the odds a bit, Commander. Especially since they don't know we're here. This one here is mine. Ah, big gun doesn't make a big man. Oh, a little gonk droid. So cute. How is that big giant machine gun missing at all? There's not that many of them. You'll be fine. I'm being so judgmental for someone who's not in a war like this. How about the old signal? Is the base still transmitting? Yes, sir. If something were wrong, Cody would contact us. What is the status of the base? Unless he can't contact you. Like, why do they never think that's a possibility? <laughs> like, it happens all the time. People jam signals all the time in this show. Or slash movies, slash their lives. Like... All right, Heavy, you gotta run with your big gun away. Definitely something I've always admired about um, the clones in general, like the the concept behind having the Jedi be the generals and then the clones still be within their own team. Like it's that they definitely create like a sense of camaraderie and loyalty, not only to like the people above them, but to each other. And I think that's really great and something, like, extremely necessary to provide, especially for kids watching stuff like this. Like, people can be like you, and you can be loyal to them. People can be unlike you, and you can be un you can be loyal to them. It doesn't matter if somebody's above you, they can still care about you, etc. Like, that's so important for kids to know. R.I.P. Heavy. Always did hate that place. The old place signal has been disabled. 
The Rishi base has stopped transmitting. Grievous. Sound the invasion alarm. Let's get the fleet underway. We didn't do that sooner. <laughs> I didn't tell them to blow up the station. But isn't it good that the base is destroyed? Idiots! The Republic fleet! You're outgunned! Get us out of here! At least he knows when he's outgunned, too. Like, could be worse. But he does do a lot of running. I feel like there's a lot of running. We've got those tinnies on the run. Thanks to heavy. Gunships. As far as Grievous goes, I guess? Dooku probably would have also left. Dooku's definitely run a lot. On behalf of the Republic, we thank you for your valiant service. And we honor your comrade's sacrifice. Your new unit is lucky to have you. I'd be proud to fight beside you anytime, anywhere. Congratulations. You're not shinies anymore. With all due respect, sir, we failed our mission. We don't deserve this honor. No. If it weren't for you, the Republic wouldn't have learned of the Separatist invasion until it was too late. You showed me something today. You're exactly the kind of men I need in the 501st. Oh. Well, oh my gosh. All right, there we go. Okay, so the before we talk about the 501st, which love that moment, um, I, the one thing that stood out to me, not like storyline or any of that, was Tabana gas, and or I guess he said liquid Tabana. Um, the only time I've ever heard it is literally when they talk about Tabana gas mines, and by they, I mean, like, Han, I believe, does it. Um, so I pulled up more Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, Tabana was a gas used in hyperdrives and starship weaponry as a cool and as a coolant around the gravitoactive elements of repulsor lifts. So it's a valuable resource. Found at high pressure in the upper atmosphere of the gas giant Bespin. Uh, it says that Luke sprayed Darth Vader with Tabana gas. So when they're in their battle, that's a big important like moment where Tabana gas comes into play. And in this episode specifically, they use liquid Tabana to like freeze and cause the explosion. Um... Oh, yeah. So, once processed, Tabana could be suspended into a block of frozen super-strong carbonite and safely transported on a repulsor sled. A rarer and purer form was known as interstellar gas and was highly sought after by hyperspace scouts. Highly reactive nature of it made it quite explosive. Here we go. A fact that used by clone troopers to destroy a Republic outpost on the moon of Rishi. Um... So that's pretty cool to me to like know small details like that just because it leads a lot to the storyline like something very simple that could happen if you're ever like doing Star Wars trivia somebody might they might ask like what type of gas or what was used to destroy the Rishi outpost or something like that 
Like it might, it might seem simple and it might seem silly, but it's definitely like one of those random fun facts that you can always think of, especially like knowing that it has other uses and that it wasn't made for that, but that's why they had, and they had it on hand for other reasons, but then they were able to use it to their advantage because you got to know how to use your resources, especially in Star Wars. So thank you guys for listening to episode five. Oh, before I forget to talk about it, the 501st. I love that. I don't think that there's been a mention of the 501st yet. Maybe in the movie version of Clone Wars. Not like live action. I mean like cartoon movie version. Maybe in that. I don't remember that movie very well. Again, there's reasons I'm rewatching this series so that I can try and remember these things. Um, but 501st definitely has a close place in a lot of people's heart in the fandom because they created that trooping... I guess that troop around it for charity events and different things. If you guys do not know what the 501st is, I highly encourage you to look it up. There's probably a 501st garrison in your state um, or in your area. So definitely look that up. If you're a cosplayer, you probably already know about it. And if you don't, you should see if you qualify for it because it's pretty cool. And I aspire to be amongst that group someday. Um, they're really great people. I've met cosplayers within the community. Um, I met one of the original founders of an area for the 501st, and he's really great and extremely helpful to me in my fandom and my convention going goings-on. Um, thank you guys for listening to episode 5, Rookies, where we were able to see Fives, Heavy, and Echo and kind of get their adventure because they are definitely iconic troopers as we move forward from here. Join me next time for episode 6, Downfall of a Droid, which sounds super fun because anytime a bad droid falls is a good one. We're hoping that this is not about R2 or C-3PO. But I hope you guys are able to tune in later for more Clone Wars commentary. My name's Cheyenne, and may the Force be with you.